0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with a Doc, the show where we bring your questions to Providence medical experts for insight and information. I'm your host, Mary Ernoff, and here with me today is Dr. Helen Kuo, a podiatric medicine doctor with Providence. And today we're answering your questions about good foot health. Uh, please note, we are on location with our doc today, so you may hear patients coming and going. We can be found on Twitter, under Providence, and under Providence Health System on Instagram and Facebook. Before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only, and you should always consult a healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. So let's get started by welcoming our expert today, Dr. Quo. Hi. Good morning. Well, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Well, let's get started with an easy one. Let's tell the listeners what you do here. All right.
1: I am a foot doctor and also a foot surgeon, so I see day in and day out people with problems on their feet, and I try my best to alleviate their pain. So usually I try to have them limp in, and then I can have them dance out. Ooh, I like so that. That is my philosophy. Do you
0: dance out with them? I try to. A if I don't have tango patients, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't ballroom dance.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know. So the topic today is good foot health, but what does Mm -hmm. good foot health actually mean? Well, good
1: foot health just means that you take care of your feet so that your feet can take you places that you want to go. So if that's taking care of your nails, get those calluses scraped off, Mm -hmm. um, have good shoes, good socks, and. So
0: your feet can take you wherever you want to go. I like it. Okay. Well, we had a lot of questions coming in from people on this. And I mean everything. See? Questions I had never even heard of, of potential diseases or conditions. Yeah. So let's dig into them. Well, one of the things we got from a lot of people is what is athlete's foot? Okay. Athlete's foot
1: is a generic term for a condition on your skin. Most likely between your toes and in your arches. So an athlete's foot, the, it's actually a misnomer. All right, so the proper name is called tinea pedis. So it is actually a fungal infection of your skin. Ugh. I know. And athletes get more of it simply because they're in training all the time, and then they don't get to have their skin breathe. You know, they don't take oh, yeah. off their socks. To, and you know, they're just, sweating. Yeah to dry it out so those are the conditions that are more conducive Mm -hmm. to having this condition because fungus is actually ubiquitous which means it's in dirt it's in sand it's in your garden so if you don't keep your skin healthy or have good integrity then they can invade more easily that makes sense yeah your skin is really your barrier
0: to the outside world so you got to keep it healthy. Got to take care of the skin, absolutely. What's well, interesting—they call it athlete's foot, but we see it a lot with um, healthcare workers as well. Absolutely, yeah, on their People feet all who day, are there yeah. in
1: their feet, uh, on their sweating, feet, sweating, in yes, their shoes all for day, hours, day long. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what about flat feet? We had a lot of questions about that too. What is it, and hmm. how do you treat it, or how
1: does it happen? Flat feet is actually a congenital condition, so babies are born with it, but we don't notice them until they start to walk. Mm-hmm. Because as a baby, you have fat, flat, and flabby feet. <laughs> so we don't really notice it until they start to prop themselves up and start to walk. And when they start to walk, they all look like they have flat feet. Mm-hmm. So then again, we don't really notice it until maybe they're three years old, oh, okay. when the foot starts to de- starts to develop and actually have a shape. So oftentimes, parents miss it. Mm-hmm. or you go to the doctor, and they say, oh, it's normal. They'll grow out of it. Right. And some of them don't. All right. So it's not just the feet, actually. It's also associated with a condition in the ankle oh, that is actually okay. more of an inward ankle, which causes you to have the flat arches.
0: Well, that was going to be my next question. Falling mm-hmm.
1: arches is not the same as flat feet, then? It's a type of flat feet. Okay. But it's an adult. A, okay. An adult onset type of flat foot. Oh, and what causes yeah. that? So that would be if you have the propensity for the flat foot mm-hmm. and then you don't have the arch support, which you can buy it online or mm-hmm. in the store, just to have your arches supported sure, when you want. Yeah. So fallen arches does happen, and it can happen traumatically. If you rupture one of those tendons that's holding up the
0: arches, it can happen. Interesting. Yeah. I, I saw a lot about falling arches and actually I saw a lot about foot conditions when I was oh. researching this okay. um, because a lot of celebrities talk about, it, especially female celebrities yes. and they talk about a lot of it's because they wear high heels, but it was like, I think I saw Victoria Beckham and Uma Thurman and Katie Holmes, all these people talking about foot pain, right. always on social, right. um, everything from bunions, plantar fricest, fasciitis, corns, whatever. Right. Are high heels killing our feet? Well,
1: I don't want to say kill. are they destroying damaging causing (laughs) us exactly because we love our high heels high heels are great to walk in for a short period of time Mm -hmm. i do not recommend high heels if you have a professional job that you need to look the part Mm -hmm. and to wear heels that are you know three or four inches high for eight hours a day
2: yeah
1: i would reserve them for the red carpet Mm -hmm. i would reserve them for weddings where you can walk in looking fabulous and then sit down right right okay so i'm not opposed to high heels i'm proposing that we be a little bit more conscientious as women Mm -hmm. this looks good
0: now what does it look like 10 years later right so i have been known to be um on the red carpet, leading up to the red carpet, in my slippers, and then okay. the heels to walk it, there you <laughs> back go. into sneakers or flats. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. It's partly though, because I'm not as graceful. On well, them as that's others. all right. <laughs> well, when I was doing the research as well, and I mm-hmm. can't remember, I think it might have been Christina Hendricks, I don't remember who it was, but it talked about popcorn foot. Popcorn <laughs> feet, what, I-, I had never heard that term. What is that? You know, honestly,
1: I don't know what that was either. <laughs> so I actually did Google it a little bit, and I think think people are saying that it smells like popcorn oh okay i've heard that with puppy feet puppy feet smell like popcorn dogs actually have those popcorn feet okay and and if human beings have it i've in 28 years of practice i've never smelled a feed that smell like popcorn because i love popcorn yeah and I haven't smelled a pair of feet Ain't that. Interesting.
0: One. The fact, though, that you have to smell feet is, is a little disconcerting to me, but I guess it is your job, so I'll <laughs> it give is. it to you. I'll yes. give it to you. Well, the, how about. worse jobs. <laughs> there, there are definitely worse <laughs> jobs. We've talked to some of those doctors, too. Correct. <laughs> but what, okay, so there were so many questions. What about yeah. bunions? What are bunions? How do you get them? How do you treat them? Okay, so
1: bunions and hammertoes sometimes go hand in hand. Okay. All right. Um, again, a lot of these are congenital. Uh, deformities or your family has a history of it so you have the propensity of developing bunions okay so you could be born with perfectly straight toes and then you jam those toes into high heels
2: Uh for
1: a prolonged period of time and then you have a grandmother or an aunt who has these really huge lumps on the sides Uh of your feet and so you're more prone to it as you grow older
0: interesting yeah so
1: it's usually a a lack of support or a hypermobile joint in the middle of your foot. What does that mean? That means it moves when it's not supposed to move. Okay. okay. Okay, it's supposed to be a solid joint and it just it's more lax, has more laxity than it's supposed to. So what do you do if you get
0: bunions or hammer toe?
1: Well, a lot of times I also recommend an arch support mm-hmm. because that joint when it's more flexible, you can stabilize it. Okay. With an arch support it doesn't have to be a custom arch support. Any of the arch support that's over the counter can help. Okay. Okay. And then you also want to make sure that your feet fit into your shoes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We often see the shoes and then we buy them and we try to jam our feet into it, <laughs> like Cinderella's. Especially if they're on
0: sale, right? If you oh, can yeah. get the Gucci shoes for 60%. Percent, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, we don't want to do that. So you want to try to fit your foot into the shoe and find the shoe that'll fit your foot. I always say to my patients that you want to go into the store at the end of the day when your feet are tired and maybe a little swollen and you wanna try the shoes on that you like, but you need to walk in the store for at least five to 10 minutes. Oh, wow. You don't try it on for 30 seconds. It looks great. Mm -hmm. You walk around, 10 seconds, and then you buy their stuff. Then you go home, you wear it for 20 minutes, and they're killing you. So always try to wear them in the store for a prolonged period of time before you plump down the cash or the credit card to buy those pairs on sale.
0: Yeah. So what I hear you saying is I'm going to go to Nordstrom, I'm going to put the shoes on, and then I'm going to walk around, I'm going to try on my clothes, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. look at the makeup counter, and then I'm going to go back and buy them. If they let you. Yeah, if they let you. You know what? It's so true, though, because I have a closet full of shoes that are so cute, and they swear they fit yeah. when I try them on, and I wear them out, and I'm Precisely. miserable. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. So you talked a little bit about cramming our foot into it, but mm-hmm. I heard that it's just as bad to wear shoes that are too big. Is that accurate? Or Absolutely. maybe not just as bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It can be
1: just as bad um, wearing a shoe that is too big is never good because it flops around in it and you get friction blisters.
0: Oh, and probably less support too. I would think if it's not. Well, then you trip. Oh, there we go. That's
1: not good. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. So always have your feet measured, and then if you want to buy the exact size, you can. But I always recommend a half size larger. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: And since we're talking about shoes, let's talk about orthotics. What are they? How do I get oh, them? How do I know okay. if I need them?
1: Yeah, and I, I've mentioned a lot about orthotics. That's the or or support arch you're talking about, Correct, right? okay. correct. So arch supports are ubiquitous. It's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can see them at you know CVS, all the pharmacies. That's like the Dr. Scholl's stuff, right? Correct. Okay. So Dr. Scholl's actually, his brand has a lot of um, good arch supports. There's a whole line of them. Mm-hmm and you can wear them for you know this ailment, you can wear them if you're working, but usually you just wanna find some sort of arch supports for you, especially if you're on your feet all day long. If you're nurses, if you're a cashier, if you're a hairdresser, if you're a mailman, anything, a job that requires you to be on your feet, I would recommend that you have some sort of arch support. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I um, had a, what was it a Morton's Neuroma or something oh, yes. like that uh-huh. and the doctor told me I had to stop wearing heels and then I had to get yes. orthotics and I literally was in tears because I am a shoe girl oh. like you have no idea. but then I found out there are so many more brands right now that make really cute Absolutely, hooked on Vionic I yes. use them for running shoes yes I use them for heels I use them for boots absolutely like, they're so cute because when he said orthotic I literally was about to cry because oh, I was no. picturing like those old lady nurse like shoes clunkers <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a lot of change over the years of, like, I have the shoes and the uh, arch support I have and so many more options for women yeah yeah and so do you tell people that like hey it doesn't have to be an ugly shoe but you do need a better absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely awesome Mm -hmm. well um let's talk a little bit about shoes while we're still in there should we be changing especially like running shoes should we be changing them often because we get a lot of questions about what happens if my shoes stink
1: (laughs) yes so with running shoes I always recommend you have two pairs you allow one pair to dry out for 24 hours Uh because that also traps your sweat and then it smells all right so always have two pairs. And you need to frequently change them if you're a serious, serious runner or serious walker. Mm-hmm. If you put in more than 20 miles a week, you need to be changing them out probably every nine
0: months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to notice I've had the same pair now for probably six or seven months. The tread's definitely down. It's down, yeah. right. Yeah. And then the inside, you never look at the inside. The inserts are really worn out. You know, that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I should not get into that because I'm an outdoor runner. Yeah. So I have a lot of different terrain that I'm on too. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, we have a lot more questions coming in um, and I want to make sure we get to them, but we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue talking with Dr. Quo about foot health. We will be right back. On Talk with the Doc, and I am with Doctor Quo, and we're talking about good foot health today. So, a lot of you had questions, so we are digging into them. Let's go into the next one, which is what causes foot cramps. Ah, uh, the proverbial question: What causes
1: foot cramps? The first thing I want to say to my patients who complain about foot cramps is, or leg cramps, is do you drink enough water? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first thing. Um, when we're dehydrated, muscles cramp up. All right. And another thing is about your electrolyte, okay, Okay, if your calcium and potassium are out of whack, Mm -hmm. shall we say, and it doesn't have to be out of whack to a point that it shows up on your lab test. It could just be a little bit low Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that could cause that to happen. And the treatment really is just stay hydrated and always, always remember to stretch.
0: Mm. That's my guilty. Stretch. Yeah, I don't no. stretch. I stretch before I run, but not when I'm done. Yeah. And then I get foot cramps, leg cramps, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, well, that's okay. a good one to know. All right. What about ingrown toenails? We had a lot of questions about how do I know if I have one? How do I cut it out? Do I need to go to a doctor? Let's right.
1: talk. Right. So, ingrown toenails almost always are what we call iatrogenic. It's caused by human beings. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's our own fault so, is what I hear exactly. you saying. Okay. It's either your own fault or the nail salon, the uh, pedicure's fault. Okay, They love to shape your nails, the toenails like your fingernails, so mm-hmm. that they like a little rounded edges, mm-hmm. which on the toenails, it's really not advisable because they start to dig into the grooves Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they don't remove the whole toenail on that side when they're trying to take it out so they leave a little bit of a spicule which is literally under the skin they can't see it Mm. and then when the nail continues to grow that little spicule kind of digs into the flesh how do you know it hurts right 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 okay and what do you do about it Oftentimes, if I can't get a patient in, I would say you do a warm Epsom salt soak. Okay. Okay. And warm water. You soak it for three days. A lot of them just goes away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It just maybe a little nick on the side of the toenail. That's the problem. It may not be the actual nail that is digging in. So soaking for three days usually helps. And then you want to see if you can go into to see an urgent care doctor or your podiatrist. If the pain doesn't go away, can a primary care doc handle it? Some of them. Okay. Some of okay. them can handle it. Um, if nothing else, they can prescribe you an antibiotic okay. and they can refer, to you for, refer you to a podiatrist. Okay.
0: So if yeah. we are in getting a pedicure, then should we ask for a square? Yes. Okay. If you look at your toenails, you
1: want to cut it straight across okay, and just file the corners.
0: All right, perfect. Well, you just answered the question because people ask, how do we cut our toenails? That's so, right. That's perfect. Yep. Um, So here's a good one. Why am I pigeon-toed? Before you answer why, what is (laughs) pigeon-toed? What
1: is pigeon-toed? I I think the pigeons are getting the bad rap out of this one. (laughs) Because if you look how they work. So are hammers, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, really, exactly. So a pigeon toe is usually a person who are, the toes are turned in. Oh, okay. So like they curve in? They curve in or the whole foot turn in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. so they're actually, they when they run, they can trip over themselves. Oh my goodness. Okay. okay. So a pigeon-toed kid, usually the deformity is higher up. Mm-hmm. It's at the hips.
0: Oh, I was thinking knees, but you're going way yeah.
1: up. okay. It's at the hips. Okay. So usually that's what happens. And we can actually start to turn them around if you catch them early enough mm-hmm. when they start to run. Um, one of my cousin's child actually had pigeon-toed when she was younger and she said well what do i do and i said well this may sound unconventional to you but you swap her shoe you wear the right on the left and the left on the right mm. because the last which is the shape of the foot uh-huh. the shoe is always turned in
0: a little bit oh so, so if it you swap it yeah a you little. turn out okay. the toes oh that's smart yeah okay so, so why i'm pigeon toed though is you were born that way. Yeah. Okay. Usually. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, how about this one? What can help the pain in the ball of my foot?
1: Mm, that's a load of question there. Um, <laughs> like you can make an appointment and yeah. we can talk about it. <laughs> there you go.
0: So usually
1: it's because one bone is longer than the other. Oh, so okay. if you the ball of the foot is tender, you can usually pinpoint to one bone that is the pain. So usually either that bone is dropped a little bit so it's lower than the rest of the bones or it's a little bit longer so the longest bone gets the pressure when you toe off okay that the longest bone is the last to leave the ground so hence it gets the pressure as you push
0: off all right
1: so if you're a runner and you have a toe pain you or the pain in the ball of the foot you could try something called the metatarsal pads Mm -hmm. and the trick is to put the pad behind the point of tenderness not right on it because if you put it behind it then you're giving it that support so when you step down there you're stepping on the pad rather than the bum
0: okay interesting
1: and if you have any questions about where to place that pad go see your podiatrist
0: all right Okay. okay Well, I mentioned it before, and someone else asked, what is a neuroma, and how do you handle it? Mm,
1: yeah, so a neuroma is actually not a new growth of the nerve. It's an enlargement of your nerve, okay? So anything OMA would think of tumor. Mm-hmm. But this is actually not a tumor of the nerve. This is an enlargement of the nerve. So the nerve c- comes from the bottom of the foot and into the sides of your toes. Mm-hmm. And right where they come out, is almost like your carpal tunnel. You, The nerve comes to a stricture. And it's held together because the bones need to be held together by this ligament.
2: Okay. So
1: that area gets constricted, and the nerve is irritated. When the nerve is irritated, it tries to grow a little thicker oh. to protect Get itself. A thick skin, yeah, yeah, and like calluses. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you know pressure can do to skin. So when it gets bigger, there's not a whole lot of room for it to grow. So it's a vicious cycle. It gets bigger and it gets more tender.
0: And do we do that because what we're wearing shoes too tight? We're there's on whole our feet sorts too long. of things
1: that could ha- cause it to happen. It could be the shoes, it could be the structures of your bones, mm-hmm. how they were made, and how closely together are they held together by th- those ligaments and um, your activities. Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously, if you're a sedentary person and you wear white shoes, it's never going to be a problem right
0: this is not to tell you to be lazy and no, wear big no, shoes <laughs> don't do that
1: yeah so so there's a whole host mm-hmm. of reasons why people get sure.
0: it yeah interesting i know they tell me they're like well we can do surgery we can remove it but your toes might be numb or we can do cortisone injections and right mine seemed to resolve itself after a couple of cortisone injections i don't know okay yeah. so
1: the cortisone injection is always the first line of treatment Okay. Well, the first line of treatment is wear wider shoes. (laughs) All right. And the cortisone injection is to reduce the inflammation Mm -hmm. because when the nerve is irritated, it's inflamed. And some of that inflammation can actually draw in more um, um, cells and it can cause swelling within the tissue. So the cortisone injection actually reduces inflammation. Gotcha. So if you catch it early, cortisone injection is fabulous. Awesome. Well, mm. I
0: guess I was lucky then. Yeah. You mentioned calluses. How? What do? What mm. causes them, and how do we treat them? Do we even need to treat them? So calluses are formed
1: by pressure. Mm-hmm. So any friction against any part of your toes um, on the bottom of the foot on the heels um, can cause callus formation. So do we need to treat them? We just need to pare them down. Okay. Every once in a while, and. I do recommend a few items that you can buy or off the shelves, okay. um, which is like a sander or this thing called But not a, like a belt sander. <laughs> no, 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 no. They have these things. I Is that the one that spins? Well, yeah, with the sander. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Electric, yeah, That's kind of yeah, cool. Electric sander, you can do that. There's an um, item called Ped Egg. Oh, I'll yeah, I've seen plug. that. That thing's super yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's a cheese grater for mm-hmm. your skin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, just don't mistake the... Let's well, not go too as, far. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Let's not go too far. Yeah.
0: Well, this this brings me to a question, actually. So, should we be going to get our pedicures? Because I know when we go to the pedicure place, right. a lot of times they want to like grate your feet. That kind of always freaks me right. out. Good, bad, ugly, no? It's not too bad. Okay. Okay.
1: But you do have to tell them not too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you can communicate that to them. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times language is a barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a That's language true. barrier it's somewhere. True. So, Um, they like to do the pumice stone, which is okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's not a bad thing to do. You know, I do it every, I don't know, once every two to four years or something like that. Oh, see, I'm like once every two to three months, but okay. I know. (laughs) It's it's a treat to myself. You're a foot doctor, so I feel like you know your feet. Yeah, I I do it. I do my own. So, but, um, it's not bad. If they want to take off some of the calluses, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because... They they no longer can use those knives. Oh right, to remove those the calluses. were creepy. Yeah,
0: those were not okay. Yeah. Well, those those require skills. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I would tell people is just do the reviews first, make sure that it's clean, absolutely it's healthy, it's certified, absolutely. Yeah. And
1: yeah. if you're really paranoid about catching something mm-hmm. at your nail salon, have your
0: own pedicure set. Right, I do. Absolutely. Just mm-hmm. just do that. Yeah. makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, we got a question that says, the skin on my heels is really dry and peels. How do I prevent that from happening? Okay. So we're in California. we are probably see
1: this a lot more than other parts of the country because we call it sandal heels. Mm-hmm. So handle, sandal heels are because you wear it so much that it dries out the heels mm-hmm. around it. And if you're walking on it, it just dries it out and it cracks all right
0: that looks painful i've seen people it It can be very painful painful.
1: it can bleed yeah yeah you you can crack through the whole thickness of the skin so what you want to do to prevent it is if you love your sandals then baby your heels you do your sanding disc or you use your pumice stone you use your headache you shave the thick skin down and then you apply ointment cream vaseline okay anything that's going to help hydrate it okay and then should we put like a sock over it for a while or you does it can, matter you okay. know you so can. it's not
0: like we don't want it to breathe or we do want to. no it. Okay.
1: no so some of my patients actually have done it by using a lot of vaseline mm-hmm. and then they <laughs> wrap it with saran wrap
0: oh i've seen that, and they go yeah. to sleep with
1: it yeah and it really you know it occludes the skin and mm-hmm. it drives the cream into the foot so yeah. i just you know I've seen even the socks that.
0: that come with the cream in yes. it when you put the socks on. Right. Yeah. And it,
1: it's it's a gel mm-hmm. yeah. um, inside the socks so you can kind of occlude it. I'm a foot person. I, I, I That's have all wonderful. I love it, Mary.
0: <laughs> I want my toes to look good. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, at what point should a person with diabetes see a podiatrist? I would say day one. Okay. Okay.
1: Once you get the diagnosis that you have diabetes... Go see a podiatrist just to establish baseline. So they know what your feet, what they look like, how they're doing. Exactly, right. And then you can get some tips from your podiatrist about how to take care of your feet. And why are diabetics more at risk? If your diabetes is under control, you're really not at that much of a risk because then your sensation is intact. Mm -hmm. Your vascular status is intact. Mm -hmm. So all those are not affected. So that's why you want to start early about taking care of your feet. Yeah. it's so
0: important too my dad we actually thought it was diabetes but it turned out that it was peripheral artery disease oh yeah, he got a uh, cut on his toe and didn't and know because he couldn't feel it and then it got, he ended up losing heal. his leg yeah I mean over the course of a year yeah. but so detrimental precisely mm-hmm. so my yeah. mom like literally does foot checks on his other foot all good. good good and I think he feels like a child sometimes she's like sit down take off your sock yeah <laughs> Um, you have someone who cares, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I know we're almost out of time. I have a couple quick yeah, questions. Sure. Sometimes my second toe gets stiff. This came from a, a listener mm. and moves on its own and is really painful. Mm. What is this?
1: That's that's a cramp. Oh, that's okay. a spasm. Okay. okay. Um, and again, we go back to leg cramps. You know, stay hydrated, slay f- stay flexible, stretch okay. do your stretches.
0: Have you yeah. seen those things you can put between your toes, like the yeah, yoga toes? the yoga toes. Are those any good? I don't. You know, I always feel like my feet hurt afterward. I, didn't, I don't use it anymore.
1: No. I, I think, well, I think it's okay if you want to paint your toenails. Oh, okay. So it does <laughs> have to a keep purpose. It <laughs> does have a purpose. I wouldn't sleep with it on. It doesn't really do anything. Uh. Yeah. While
0: we're talking about painted toenails, though, yeah. I heard that uh. if you keep t- paint on your toenails all the time, that yes. you can get fungus or weird things well, or destroy your toes. Well, what it does is actually weakens your nail. Oh, it does. Because it is
1: a chemical, Mm -hmm. okay? I I really, there are nail polish out there that have tea tree oil infused Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Well, you still have to make it stick to your toenails. Mm -hmm. And it is still a a chemical, so it's going to um,
0: weaken your nails. It's going to break down over time. Yeah, it won't break them down, but it'll be discolored. So what's your recommendation then, like a month on a month off yep equal time
1: on and off that's what I say if you have it on in the summer take it off spring winter
0: I think I've had mine continuously probably for like six years
1: I would love to see what they look like now Mary Oh, I don't think you do
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we're almost out of time so I'm going to give you one quick thing if there was one takeaway for foot health Mm -hmm. you'd want to share with our listeners what is it
1: is pay attention to them Mm -hmm. don't wait until they hurt if they hurt go see someone professional as soon as possible
0: Oh, wonderful advice. I like it. Okay, well, okay. thank you, Dr. Quo, for joining us today and everyone for listening and sending in your questions. We look forward to future topics with more experts from Providence. We can be found on Twitter under Providence and under Providence Health System on Instagram and Facebook. And to learn more about our mission programs and services, visit future.psjhealth.org. Thanks for listening.